0: you're listening to the unshamed podcast we talk about important topics that are culturally taboo when it comes to the female body mind and soul we want to break down shame that surrounds these topics so that women can be empowered in their everyday lives make sure to like and subscribe and share this with your friends hey guys welcome to the unshamed podcast Today we're going to talk about STIs. Yay! Um, all the gory and not so gory details about different STIs. Uh, we'll talk about symptoms, tests, and where you can go, um, in Ireland to get tested for STIs. Um, I think one thing we need to get out of the way is there's a lot of shame that wraps around people who find out that they have STIs. Um, you're not going to find that here. Um, not gonna happen uh, we are gonna be honest uh, some t- symptoms like they can be kind of gross you know but you know there's also other gross things like colds, crazy diarrhea stuff like that which by the way, I feel like we should have an episode dedicated to um, stories about like have you ever had, like had diarrhea in public or something like that so stay tuned for that because that will be hilarious and also like if you're grossed out by stuff maybe don't listen to that one. Um, but anyway, but about STIs. Um, I think since the last episode or previous episode in the past, um, I'd mentioned a couple of ideas of where you can go to get tested in Ireland. Um, and I did a little more digging into testing sites and prices and stuff. And I actually, I put myself um, in the shoes of somebody looking for answers, which was an interesting experience. Um, I didn't feel when I look at looked at these websites and stuff, I didn't feel super welcomed. I didn't feel really supported. I didn't feel like this information was really easy to access. I felt like I was just really digging. Um, I actually felt really overwhelmed um, just by the sheer amount um, of what was going on, like what I was trying to find. Um, Here's where you can go. Uh, But that's all the information that we'll give you. Um, You need to ring them to find out more as far as like prices or details or what it's going to be like or anything like that. Um, If I was like if I was in a moment where I was panicked and freaked out and there was something going on with my body, I would have massive Internet fatigue at this point. Really, Um, I felt like I had to search for a lot of answers that really could be more simply accessible. Um, and I've also felt put off by how frigging expensive everything is. Um, gosh, it's really expensive to get tested and treated for stuff. Um, the public health clinic where I used to work many moons ago in the States, um, they had um, a sliding scale based on income. And if I'm remembering it right, um, there were a few people who didn't have to pay at all because of their income status. So it actually kind of blows my mind that in a country where healthcare care is easier to access in general, that STI testing and treatment and birth control, things like a marina, are so cost prohibitive. It's really shocking. Um, So that's a little depressing because It's not like when you go get tested for an STI or treated for it, it's not like something you're having, you're spending money on something that brings you lots of joy. You're spending money on a nerve wracking test or, um, more expensive, the treatment for a disease that could be dangerous if you leave it untreated. So it's not super fun to have to spend that money. Okay. End of soapbox. Um, so in this episode, we're going to talk about a few things. Uh, we're going to talk about some basic symptoms and risks of STIs, stuff like that. Um, and then we're going to talk about where you can go in Ireland for testing and treatment. So, um, also a disclaimer, if you don't like gross stuff, maybe don't like eat while you listen to this or don't need eat Claire stuff. That's gross. I mean, I think any eclair is gross. I, 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 so disgusting. But anyway, like just don't eat uh, something while you listen to this and you have been warned. So there we go. Uh, okay. So symptoms and risks. Um, so, you know, some things don't have symptoms. So it's important to know that like not every dangerous thing oozes or looks super scary. You know, it doesn't always look terrifying. Um, so there's... <laughs> I don't know why. I just thought it was something funny. Anyway, um, so there's, you know, something I mentioned in a previous episode too, um, that goes along with like this feeling of um, shame surrounding testing and treatment for for these um, for these infections. Um, not everybody who has an STI looks like they have one. Um, okay, let's go back. Um, whether we admit it or not, I think maybe culturally we've been programmed to feel like people who have STIs look unwashed or they're just like a certain type of person or whatever or I have been conditioned to have this unconscious bias about the quote types of people who have STIs um you know and honestly like before my training and work um I never realized that that bias existed I just kind of assumed that the same people who have STIs are the same people who like I don't know they might not shower or they sleep with tons of people or whatever um you know it's a dangerous assumption because it's like uh, discriminating based on how maybe somebody looks or an assumption of somebody um just like many people um assume that with unplanned pregnancy you know oh no she wasn't thinking straight or whatever well that's a dangerous assumption too because so many unplanned pregnancies happen and they're just people going about their normal lives, really intelligent people who care and are trying their best, and it just happens. Um, And people who catch things aren't, you know, unclean, or they're not, um, it's not like they're not smart people. Really smart people and really clean people catch the flu, common cold all the time. So we need to kind of catch ourselves when we might be having this unconscious bias or we might feel like oh I'm safe because I'm not that kind of a person but we're all in the same boat we're all the same risk um I think that unconscious bias thing too is sort of reinforced by um pop culture stuff I mean who else you know spent their high school teenage college years watching friends me um I think you know, how come we never saw Rachel and Joey over at the Holtz apartment, you know, getting their, you know, getting their antibiotics for something that they caught from one of their partners because they had quite a few partners. Um, but also, you know, like they also lived in Manhattan and they could afford it making no money and stuff like that. So, I mean, the show overall <laughs> isn't realistic, but okay. So here's like, the news that may be scary and you probably already know this you definitely know this STIs are everywhere um, and they don't discriminate they infect all types of people from every social status intelligence level you name it um it sucks um because the, the you know like what I was saying before the unconscious bias thing can affect a person the other way around oh you know shoot I got an STI I must be stupid no way no way are you stupid um it's a risk everyone takes when they have sex. It's just, it's a risk you take. Um, so even the first time, the very first time you have sex, it's a risk you take. Um, so just because somebody looks clean, seems intelligent, seems, um, you know, safe, um, don't let your guard down. Don't let your guard down. Um, condoms are not expensive, super easy to get, easy to use, banana practice, do some banana practice. Um, so we'll talk about, the various diseases. Well, they're not really diseases anymore. We call them infections. You know, I was, um, when I was doing, um, nursing training, grad school, everything, we were, it was at the time when we were starting to transition from STD to STI. And while we were in the training, they were like, it's not STD anymore. It's STI. And we were like, Oh, okay. You know, so we like had to change our language and that was the time when language is changing. Um, so first one, chlamydia. Um, it's from bacteria, so you can get antibiotics for it. Yay. Um, hopefully it doesn't become resistant, please. Lord Jesus. Um, it's actually the most commonly diagnosed STI in Ireland. So that's the one you should be watching out for. Um, most people don't have any symptoms. Um, fun fact or not so fun. Uh, seven in 10 women won't know they're infected unless they're tested. So that should get you in the door to the clinic to get yourself tested. Um, and, um, if you do have symptoms, which they can show up as long as a month after getting it. So that's why this is so easy to spread around. Um, they can include, um, uh, bleeding after you have sex changes in your period changes in any vaginal discharge, um, pain when you pee and, uh, tummy pain, especially the tummy pain is one you want to watch out for. Um, because if that, uh, infection goes untreated, Chlamydia can cause something called pelvic inflammatory disease, PID. I don't know. if You might have heard of that. It's a scary thing. Um, it can lead. It can uh, cause scarring on the inside of your body. It can lead to increased increased risk later for infertility or ectopic pregnancy later later on. So you really want to make sure that that doesn't happen. Um, okay. Does, uh, infection number two is gonorrhea. Um, not as common as chlamydia. It's also from bacteria. Um, and you know, everyone's also crossing their fingers that this one doesn't become resistant as well. Um, and so like chlamydia, this one is also mostly um infecting younger people um under age twenty five. So this is a one to work look out for if you're in college there. Um and this one is more of a pain literally, more of a pain for guys and for girls actually. Uh, yeah, for once, uh, women, uh, don't know they, they have it, um, and can pass it to their partners who can end up with lots of pain and, and burning when they pee. That's the guy thing. Lots of pain there. So that one's not so fun. Get tested and make sure you do. Uh, third infection is called trichomoniasis or a trick for short. Um, I really because we're filming this at the time of Halloween, so immediately my brain uh, wanted to call this episode "Trick or Treat," but spelled like T R I C H, you know, like the disease. And and Blake goes, "You can't do that. Uh, no one's gonna understand." And I'm like laughing and thinking, "This is the most hilarious and witty title ever." And he's like, "No." <laughs> so I was like, "Fine, fine, fine, fine." Well, anyway, that's what I wanted to call this. So there you go. Now, uh, so trick trichomoniasis it's called it's caused by something similar to bacteria called protozoa and when you look at it under the microscope um it um you look at it and it's doing this weird little dance and you if you're listening to this you can't see it but i'm doing a little like hands over my head body wiggle thing it wiggles around and it's got a little tail and it's it's creepy, man. It's creepy under the microscope, but guess what? It's treatable. Kill that little thing with, um, with some meds, get rid of it. Um, the symptoms, they're not fun. Um, it's for guys and girls, you get a green kind of foamy, that's disgusting discharge that happens for, for everybody. Um, and it can smell really fishy when that, when that happens. So if that's going on, that's probably what you've got don't worry. It's treatable. Um, okay. So infection number four is HPV, human papillomavirus. Um, there are a few types of HPV. Um, some cause warts on the outside of the skin and some can cause, um, penile or cervical cancer, which, um, that kills a lot of women every year. It's really scary. Um, that's why smear tests are so important. Um, if you are, at least 21, go get yourself a test. If you haven't, like in Ireland, you're usually contacted by the government to, uh, make your appointment and go do it. If no one has contacted you, make sure you get that done. Make sure you figure that out for yourself because, um, you know, you're important enough to, uh, to take care of and make sure that you're, you're doing okay. Um, there's no cure for HPV. Um, genital genital warts are what we call the warts from hpv um there's no treatment um <clears throat> there's no treatment you can do um that will cure it but there is treatment that can take care of um the outbreaks when they happen so like there's cream at home that you can can do or there's a wart freezing procedure called cryotherapy that that can happen in a doctor's office where they go and they kind of zap the warts off um, You can get it through skin to skin contact. So an infected skin touches your skin. Um, And a lot of people who are infected don't show symptoms. So you don't always know. So that's again, one of the things looks can be deceiving. You can't always, you can't always know. Um, I've seen a lot of sad things in nursing, you know, some obviously really tragic and some not so much. And um, there was one thing that kind of sticks out of my brain from my time um, at the health department. So um, there was a guy who came in and um, he thought everything was fine. He was just coming to get checked out. Something wasn't quite quite right. Um, he was telling me about himself. He was a student, just entered college, really smart guy, super nice guy. Um, and I had to tell him, hey, I'm sorry, but it looks like you have HPV. Um, that's with General warts and all that. I was telling him, you know, next step stuff and eventually had to get around to the fact that there. are I had to tell him there was no cure for what he had. And he, he came in, smiley, hopeful, all that. And I think the weight of it just hit him, that he would have this forever and um, be at risk for passing this on to whoever he was with in the future. And he just started crying. He leaned over and just started weeping. Um, He cried and cried because he just knew that this was, you know, even though it wasn't really going to affect him too much, it was just something that would stick with him for the rest of his life. And I've never, like, I've had lots of people come through the office and be told certain things, but he was the first and only person who I think I've ever seen that reaction from. Um, He had that realization right there and was just so sad, and it was one of the saddest moments to see him having to go through that. Um, So I know a lot of people cry on their own and they're really upset when they find out they have these things. Um, and it's just one of those really awful things that I wish wouldn't have to happen to anybody. Okay, moving on. Um, Infection number five, HSV. Um, so that's herpes simplex virus. So there's two types, one and two, uh, type one is what we know as cold sores. So that's what, you know, you get on your lips. Type two is what causes the blisters and the ulcers on genitalia. Um, so skin that's infected with HSV, it doesn't always look infected. Um, just like all all the other stuff. Um, that's how people spread this, you know, to someone else without even knowing it. Um, lots of people carry HSV and have no idea. So it's just one of those things that, you know, you can't always tell by by looking. Um, once you get herpes, um, the virus just kind of hangs out in your system forever. It's interesting. It's kind of like what they're talking about with COVID, how they're wondering if COVID people who get it, if it's going to stick around and flare up once your immune system's down and that kind of thing. It's been interesting to watch uh, some of the uh, medical experts talk about that phenomenon of that possibility. That's not a happy possibility at all, but with HSV, it, you know, it, it does hang around in your system forever and, um, you may never get another outbreak again, or you might get lots of them. Um, Typically outbreaks happen if you're really stressed or really just worn down, you know, um, you know, you get a cold, you've been studying for exams, um, things are just, you know, you're not sleeping, that kind of stuff. Um, There is treatment for it, uh, antiviral pills. um, And if the pain is really bad, you can get numbing cream uh, to put on. But um, it starts out usually as like a painful red spot. That's when you know things are going to start moving forward. Then it moves to the painful ulcer. And that ulcer is just kind of like really tender. And then it ends up scabbing over and healthy skin, healthy skin grows in its place. Um, so you're most infectious when you have this um, in the, right in the middle of an outbreak. So at least you can kind of tell um, when you might really need to stay away from someone else and when you might be um, at least a little, a little bit safer than you would have been during an outbreak. Okay. Um, so we're almost done here. Uh, infection number six. There's so many infections. Why are there so many, but there are unfortunately, um, syphilis. Um, this is the age old, very, I think very first STI, the grandfather of them all. Oh, syphilis caused by bacteria. Um, it is not super common in Ireland, especially with younger people. Um, you know, it's not like you go oh fine, who I'm free from syphilis. Don't have to worry about that. I think everyone should probably still like, um, make sure that they get the test. It's a blood test. And so when they do a blood test for HIV, they take the same, they take the blood and they use that to test for syphilis. So you might as well just get that done too. Um, so it starts out not too bad, you know, um, one sore, um, or a few of them, uh, not usually painful the, the sore usually pops up where the site of the infection was. So like where the bacteria entered your body, that's where the sore is. Um, and then it goes away. So, but if you stay untreated, um, you can spread the virus around for actually two years, um, after the sore first appears. So pretty crazy. Um, also, if you stay untreated, that's when you it kind of moves into the symptoms that involve your whole body. Um, so sometimes uh, these can go away completely. You could be chilling for 10 years without knowing anything. But the end stages of syphilis, they can affect your heart, your brain. That's why they talk about people having syphilis, like going crazy and stuff. That doesn't usually happen because we have such great testing now we can tell if somebody has it before they get to end stage um and so syphilis can actually kill you in the long run if you never get treated for it so the cure is a big old shot of penicillin in your bum it's very unpleasant but it works um so the last one and i think uh the most the one we've had so much um so many things go on in the, like, since I was, um, born actually up until now with treatment, with scares, with so many people dying that shouldn't have died is HIV. Um, it was really scary there for a while before new discoveries were made. Um, you know, HIV meant basically that you would, it was, it was a death sentence that they would most definitely turn into AIDS. Um, you know, these days, though, there are medications that you can take if you know you might be exposed to it or if you have been exposed to it. Um, so if you are a person who your your lifestyle puts you more at risk for acquiring HIV, then there's medication that you can take. Now, there's also side effects to that medicine. There's side effects to all these medications. Um, but it's just how much do you want to risk uh, getting HIV? Um, so... Um you know, uh some people get like flu-like symptoms when they first catch, catch um, HIV, but a lot of people don't even know they have it. So get tested, people. Easy, super easy to do. If you're like me and you don't like blood tests, I mean, you know, it's weird. I have a nursing background, but still, I have to like put in headphones and Every time I have to go get my cholesterol test because I'm an old fart who likes cheese and stuff, um, I have to get bloods drawn like every year. So I'm always a little bit like weirdly nervous. So I have to put in headphones or make really awkward, weird, small talk with the person um, taking my blood. But whatever, man, get tested. If you want to get tested for STIs, be healthy. So where to go for testing Last little bit here. So I Googled STI testing Ireland And the first thing that popped up was an ad for an at-home testing kit, um, which sounds about as reliable as an at-home leg waxing kit. Cue the episode of Friends, actually, where they uh, use, what is that, waxing, (laughs) and try to wax their legs. Um, But you know, I've never uh, heard about it before from other um, healthcare professionals here, so Hey, maybe it's amazing. I'm not really sure. That's one to look into. Um, Then I came to the Sexual Wellbeing IE website. Um, I'll give the link to that below, which um, it also gives you um, the link to HIV Ireland, which tells you of places where you can go. Where this is all during COVID, you know, so where you can still go um, around the country for STI screening and treatment. Um, some, a lot of things have changed because of all that. Um, so, however, though, because of COVID, it seems like a lot of places are limiting or stopping their services. Um, so, that worries me a lot um, because that means that tons of people are going to go and fall through the cracks um, unless you are really trying to fight for what you need to get done um, walk-ins, walk-ins, uh, with no appointment, they're not happening anywhere, but that's not a huge barrier because you can make an appointment somewhere. Um, there's a place called the guide clinic, um, in St. James's in Dublin. Um, they appear to offer, um, all the tests needed. Um, and there isn't anywhere on the website, uh, that looks like they charge a fee. So uh, I hope they don't, um, considering the same J- St. James's, I'm, Public hospital. I don't think they would charge a fee. Um, it's difficult to tell what places do and don't charge fees and what they are, so that's that's hard to to know. However, um, that list from HIV Ireland appears to be like really thorough, a thorough one for the whole country, give or take a few private clinics. Um, so the list is, you know, it's a bit annoying because it only gives email addresses and phone numbers to make appointments for things. So there's no links. There's no place to go and kind of explore on your own. You have to actually contact these people and ask them this stuff. I mean, it's helpful to have the email address as well as phone number, which is good, but it gives no direct information on prices or anything else. Um, like where do I physically go and stuff? Um, for my investigating, it seems that, um, uh, places that charge, Uh, The cost is for the whole shebang of tests can be as little as 70 euro or as much as 130 euro, which is even 70 euro is is a lot. Um, It's been a very confusing internet journey, let's just say. Um, I can only imagine how frustrating it is to be scared at the same time. Um, and think you might have caught something um, and you don't have cash to burn, you know, and while you're trying to figure out, okay, what the heck, where do I go? Bottom line, for those of you who feel overwhelmed, do not be afraid to talk to a friend. Like their STIs are so common. They're so common. And um, you don't have to go through this alone or feel ashamed about it. And um, if you're scared to talk to someone you know, email us at unshamed at zoecommunity.ie. Um, we're not scared. Uh, I have seen a lot, heard a lot. It's all good. Um, and we can help you if you feel overwhelmed and you need somebody just to help you think through things, um, above all else, you know, like protect yourself. Um, first, you know, like, um, don't be afraid to say no thanks to sex. You know, you're not being impolite or rude or whatever. It's not a mandatory thing you have to do. Um, in a non-committed relationship, you don't have to have sex with somebody. You're under no obligation to share your body. Um, it doesn't make you a prude also does not, uh, doesn't make you selfish. Um, and you have the right, uh, you have absolute right over your um, body. You have the authority to say who does and does not touch your body. So, um, if they're not ready to commit to loving you as a human being, um, maybe they're not worth it. You know, maybe they're not, uh, you're not a piece of meat, you're not an animal, you um, are part of the human species, and that um, gives you certain rights, and certain, uh, it makes you special, uh, you're a beautiful, unique, you um, uh, unique human who deserves to be loved, you are, uh, and you're not anything less than that, so if there's any person who is trying to pressure you into a casual hookup, there's your sign right there, they're not worth it, bye-bye, see you later, um, so recap, Uh, we talked about symptoms of STIs. We talked about, uh, testing details and where to go and all that. Um, make sure that you talk to your partner about this, this stuff. Um, lately it's been normal to, um, hook up without a relationship. That's kind of been the norm. Um, and that can mean that talking, uh, just talking, communicating become very unsexy and awkward, um but you have to ask yourself, is it worth it for me? Am I okay with risking damage to my body because of this person, A person who might not know super well? Um, it's not, you know, it's not just about you also. Everyone else needs to be careful in the, in the situation too. So come back next time. We'll be switching gears and talking about things that are related to our, our mental health. Um, And we'll be tackling some social norms in a few future episodes. Um, And I think with next time, we're going to be talking actually some more about some Christmas theme things. Very exciting. So um, until then, keep living Unshamed. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Unshamed podcast. Join us next time for another topic that we hope empowers you. Don't forget to like and subscribe and share this with your friends.